Welcome to Breaking Free Podcast, your recovery, your way. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Liv. You're in the right place if you want to explore what it means to be in recovery, to challenge the things that keep us small, and to learn how to thrive independently. Together, we are Breaking Free. Just a quick reminder that while I'm a nurse and a coach, and Liv is a coach, recovery advocate, and a writer, we are not doctors. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you need to, please, please see a doctor. The Alana Club of Portland is proud to sponsor the Breaking Free podcast. Your recovery, your way, is at the heart of our approach to recovery support services. Unity Recovery, an inclusive recovery community organization serving all of Philadelphia, is proud to support the Breaking Free podcast. Recovery is possible. Find your path to break free. Hello, folks. Today we are talking about self-forgiveness. So this topic is near and dear to my heart because it was, I would say, the biggest hurdle for me, and it's taken me the longest to do in my recovery and it's, you know, it's not something that's like ever 100% done, but I do feel that I have forgiven myself. And I feel like it has been so transformational for me to do that work and has been kind of the most rewarding as well. So, yeah. So what's self-forgiveness meant for you? <laughs> no pressure. No big. <laughs> We're tackling the big topics today. <laughs> we totally are. Um, we just recorded one on shame. Yeah, and I think um, I think this goes with shame, right? Mm-hmm. It yeah, it's like the antidote to shame or right. the the response to oh, shame. I love that. Such a meme now. <laughs> Self forgiveness is the antidote to shame. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> um, you know, well, like you um, are going to allude to. You know, that the my eyes were open to the the concept of self forgiveness around. The 12 steps, right? So step mm-hmm. nine, mm-hmm. the process of making amends. And my first sponsor said to me, actually it wasn't my first sponsor, I think I've had four. I had five, but um, <laughs> all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while to find the right one. Anyway, so, um, and I did also switch fellowships from NA to NA. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my point being is, <coughs> I was asked, you know, is yourself, you know, have you put yourself on your, on your amends list? Mm-hmm. <laughs> forgive myself for what and and I you know it was the you know all of the shame right all of the shame that we felt around the damage that we've caused through the substance use disorder and even now saying that you know we cause you know mm-hmm. there, there is an element of self responsibility mm-hmm. because we picked up the first drink and what have you but um, you know it's a disorder Mm-hmm. Um, but it overrides the ability to form rational choices. Mm. So it's not that we're shamed. You know, we, we should be ashamed of ourselves. Um, and I think much of it is that we're also ashamed by other people, right? So mm-hmm. the, the piece of self-forgiveness is around saying, you know, hey, you did the best that you could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really important to identify in a really self-compassionate way, like Mm. what you need to forgive yourself around. You know, I mean, there were some really obvious things for me, like I was the other woman, you know, and I hurt some people a lot by being, you know, by participating in uh, affairs, basically. And that I felt a lot of shame around. 
Um, but I also, you know, I, I harmed people. I harmed myself. I also just didn't care for myself the way that I deserved to be cared for. And that was related to the value and worth piece. Like, no, you know, and so it's not that I should um, feel like I'm a bad person or anything like that. It's that I, you know, it wasn't modeled for me or I didn't, um, you know, if I didn't feel valuable and worthy of love and respect, of course I didn't treat myself with love and respect, yeah. you know, especially um, when I was struggling with substance use. I put myself in really dangerous situations. But it's not, taking responsibility is different than blaming ourselves. Blame yeah. doesn't, you know, blame doesn't, all that does is perpetuate shame, <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah, taking responsibility, shame. yeah, yeah. Um, in a compassionate way allows us to recognize that this work is important, right, and move toward the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what it happens um, yeah it happens all the time what um what are some of the things that you do um some of the things that you forgive yourself for mm, that's a great question forgived or forgiven 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 yeah i would say i've forgiven myself for for the piece of not being a good kind of shepherd for my body or a good mm-hmm. steward of my body right and i've forgiven myself for four years of self-loathing um, I've forgiven myself again for, you know, the harm that I caused other people. Um, you know, there are a few things that are a little bit harder. There are some things that, you know, I didn't speak up in a situation where someone was being hurt, um, and kind of got caught up in that culture. Yeah. Um, you know, there's things like I've, you know, like I've been hurtful to children, you know, like that's, that's tough, you know, yeah. and those things have been a little bit harder. I still feel those things kind of pop up a little bit. Um, or from time to time, you know, mm-hmm. depending on what's going on. But, um, but yeah, I've forgiven myself for those things. And the forgiveness around the kind of generalized self-loathing and not caring for myself, it, it felt a little vague, but it also felt like I just it needed to kind of like in general recognize that there was something there that deserved forgiving around, right? I wonder if this is a thought that's come by. Yay! <laughs> I wonder if the process to body attunement involves having to first forgive yourself. Mm. Um, you know, because for me, I, you know, when I think about, you know, substance use disorder, yes, you know, my body went through a really difficult time, but, you know, also the piece around uh, diet culture, right, is, you know, I punish my body Mm-hmm. Yeah, restricting, then, yeah. over exercising, just self hatred. Yeah. yeah, like this constant need to shrink myself, and mm-hmm. then be really angry when I see myself in the mm-hmm. mirror. Mm-hmm. So having like you know, upper body dysmorphia going on, mm-hmm. and you know, in order to to break free from that, I had to first acknowledge what my body was being able to do for me. Mm-hmm. So that I kind of opened the door to the process of self forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Like, Mm-hmm. Oh, let's acknowledge what this body can do for us, right? Or has done, yeah, totally. Right, it got us through. Substance use disorder. Oh, man. It got us through the doors of whichever program of recovery we chose, mm-hmm. you know, into therapy. It um, gets me around, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm very able-bodied. You know, I don't acknowledge that either. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. some people are not as able-bodied. And, and, and it's it's kind of ironic, you know, that I'm like, oh, well, you're not thin enough. Well, what about people that are less able? Mm-hmm. You know, do you think that they 
that that their body should change. Yeah, that they, yeah, exactly. You know, it's interesting because um, I love that you're connecting this to body attunement. I feel like body attunement and self-forgiven are definitely connected, but it's not necessarily a connection that I've made clearly. Um, I think it's been part of my, part of my journey is that they came to, you know, together. Like, I don't know if it was the the chicken or the egg kind of thing, but, um, but you know, I had this, I think we, I think I talked about this in a recent episode. It really hit me the other day, like what my body has taken for me. Like Mm. it's, you know, it's really (laughs) taken a beating and then some, right. And it's taken on joy and and stress and it's taken on pain. I grew human, yeah. <laughs> She's grown now. Um, and, you know, I mean, there's there's so much that my body, you know, functionally has done, but also just how much it's taken in terms of emotions and in terms of, um, you know, just the capacity for, like, holding space for me to live my life and become who I am. And so how, you know, beautiful that is. And, um, and it, like, makes me feel emotional that I've had this adversarial relationship with my body, you know? And so that's that adversarial relationship. I think I just kind of needed to do some general, like, okay, you know, that's not another thing that I'm going to beat myself up about. Right. Instead, it's a thing that it's really sad and tragic that I've had that. Mm -hmm. And, and so I can forgive myself for that because I know where I've come from. And also I want to take responsibility for it and not continue that pattern with myself because it's so harmful. Yeah, so I found an article by Beverly Ingle, um, who's a marriage and family therapist and uh, in, in psychology today. And it was interesting to me because she talked about um, one of the barriers being that a lot of times we think of it as letting ourselves off the hook. Mm. And that actually, um, you know, it, that, that's really self-judgment, right? And that being that negative self-judgment and self-blaming can act as an obstacle to self-improvement. So it keeps us really stuck. So, and, and it's challenging because we may not, especially not having done self-forgiveness work and still having a lot of shame, we may not feel that we deserve self-forgiveness, right? Yeah. So, but it actually, the self-forgiveness kind of has to come first. And so acknowledging that um, it, it's, it's a barrier to moving forward, I think, can be helpful. So I really liked that she talked about that. Um, and the more, you know, she said that the more shame you feel about your past actions and behavior, the more your self-esteem is lowered and the less likely it is you feel motivated to change. So it's kind of this self-perpetuating cycle. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Um, so then she goes on to just talk about how we can go about self-forgiveness. And of course, we'll include this link in the, um, in the show notes, but, um, she talked about the four different areas. So self-understanding, common humanity, earning your forgiveness, so taking responsibility, apologizing, making amends, which I thought was really interesting because I was like, oh, you know, that's part of the program that we both mm-hmm. experience. Um, and I think sometimes the taking responsibility piece I think is really important. Um, but I want to go into the other one and then we can discuss. So then asking forgiveness for your higher, from your higher power. And I think even just for some people, depending on your spiritual belief system, asking forgiveness for yourself and then granting it, right? Like yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be, but the, the process of asking um, I read a thing recently, and I have no idea where it was, so I don't know that I'll be able to um, reference it, about, um, so there's like the five love languages, and then there's the five apology languages. Oh, yeah, I remember you saying that. Oh, it blew my mind. So for some people, you know, somebody might 
think that they're apologizing and someone else might be like, they never even apologized. Because for you, it might be that I need to specifically say, I'm sorry I did X, right? For some people, it's me saying, will you forgive me for doing X? For some people, it's not doing it again. Yeah. Like acknowledge that you did it and then tell me, you you know, how you're going to fix it or that you're not going to do it again. Right. And so. That's mine. It's an Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna be totally transparent here. My husband actually, <laughs> actually told me that I need to learn how to apologize. <laughs> I'm actually turning pink saying this right now. And this was fairly recently, folks. It's not like, uh, you know, it's not like I was, you know, brand new in recovery or something or or 19. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so, and I recognize because it's hard for me to be vulnerable, right? And so, you know, this isn't an episode about forgiving others or asking for forgiveness, but I think it's really valuable to acknowledge that your apology language might be different and to see what would feel like the process of making it right, you know? And so, um, so you know, for me, well, I want to dive into what these actually look like in real life for us, but first we have to take a commercial break. The Alana Club of Portland is proud to sponsor the Breaking Free podcast. Your recovery, your way, is at the heart of our approach to recovery support services. As the largest and most diversely programmed non-clinical recovery support center in the United States, we've been proudly breaking barriers and forging new pathways for years to ensure everyone has a home in recovery. From peer mentoring to recovery CrossFit, from trauma-informed yoga to mindfulness training, the Alano Club of Portland has a recovery pathway that's right for you. Here at Unity Recovery, we believe recovery should be the expectation, not the exception. Whether you find support with mutual aid, harm reduction, medication, or yoga, your recovery is beautiful and worth celebrating. Learn more and become part of the recovery movement at unityrecovery.org. And we're back. So Liv, what was your um, understanding or what was your thoughts about these four kind of areas of self-forgiveness or four ways to go about it? You know, because I would say, I did, I did the best that I could by then. But you're always doing the best that you mm-hmm. could. And that is like that, that letting myself off the hook mm. and that self-understanding. I am a human being and I am never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think Smith put it to self expectation, which we're going to talk about next. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, this is, this is what I'm capable of. And that's the best. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's just not having that ridiculous expectation. But I was interested about the common humanity one. What mm-hmm. do you think she means by that? I, I think you've just described that. it. I think you've just oh. described it. Yeah, so I think what you were talking about is a combination of the first two. So self-understanding. So understanding that you have this kind of false expect, you know, false belief and expectations yeah, of yourself. But then, yeah, the common humanity is like we are all human and we all make mistakes. And if you can kind of look at like a friend – like, if, if you did something, like, say you were, you know, 10 minutes late for something, right, and you're, like, beating yourself up about it. But then if you thought about, like, well, if Tiffany was 10 minutes late, I wouldn't. I remember that time that I knocked over your uh, 
my butt not feeling like a green slime shot. Oh my gosh. That that's happened to more than one people, <laughs> one person. And it's, you know, but wasn't it interesting what I did? Yeah. And I immediately went to, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just gonna be really angry. Yeah, and a bunch like, of glass broke. Yeah. Because I've always been very racist to stuff like that. Yeah, totally. You know? And you said, oh my God, are you okay? Like your first mm. concern mm. was it for your spices, which I have to admit I couldn't be concerned about too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love spices. It's so expensive here. But anyway, your concern was for me and, I, and that was a real like surprise to me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you deserve that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, we totally are, but, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing, like, yeah, like, if someone, if them, if you were, if it was at your house, and someone had accidentally knocked over your shelf, like, you wouldn't be angry with them, right, you'd be like, oh, and so, yeah, so if we can look at the common humanity there, no, often we don't, yeah, so that's where the common humanity comes in, it's like, and then, and I love that piece, too, and the, the for me the self-understanding plays a role like understanding oh well I was triggered because of this thing right um someone in the recent history of my life called me like basically called me selfish and I was so upset by that so it took a lot of like digging in using kind of J.F. Benoit you know his addicted to the monkey mind book which we talk about all the time um we'll give him a bell uh anyway so you know it really took looking at why am I being so triggered by this, right? And then I was like, oh, because I'm worried that that means that I'm a bad person if I am if I act in a way that's you know, puts myself first. And the truth is, like, I need to put, like, no, it's my job to put myself first, right? And it's okay. It doesn't make me a selfish person. In fact, it frees me up to be able to um, give freely in the way that I want to and that feels good, right? But in that moment, I felt so bad right and I was so like so it's that self-understanding piece but then the common humanity of like connecting it to that you know that we're all human and we all make mistakes and how we would would, how would we feel about someone else make doing the same thing you know um all right so then how about earning your forgiveness what do you think about that one gosh yeah I mean taking responsibility discussing that like the, mm-hmm. the acknowledging of like oh I'm human yes I did mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and um you know if we're if we're harming other people you know it's it's important that we do acknowledge that yeah and, and take a level of accountability yeah um and yeah apologizing and making amends um so for ourselves gosh how do I how yeah how do I make that right well I make it right by by not having this negative self-talk mm-hmm. and you know like if I kick something over and call myself a dumbass you know I, d- I stop doing that mm. and I instead you know care of myself and be like oh hey are you okay yeah yeah taking responsibility in that way by changing your action or changing the way that you talk to yourself and having compassion yeah uh-huh I think that's beautiful yeah, and then for me, the apologizing and making amends, that's actually, we'll talk about that in a minute, but that's actually a big piece of, um, you know, I used affirmations to to kind of apologize over and over and over, um, and that's that felt really good for me um, personally. But I think the taking responsibility and starting to treat myself differently 
has been a huge piece of my body attunement, has been a huge piece of um, working through shame, working, you know, actually feeling like I've forgiven myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, um, you know, I don't treat myself the way that I used to. And I don't mean, I don't mean to turn this into like a diet or something because I think people can do that. Like, oh, if you love yourself, you don't, you know, eat garbage or something like that. But that's not, that still is kind of a shame and blame mindset, right? Because then if you do eat some Cheetos or whatever, then we always use Cheetos. I don't know why. I don't think Liv's ever even had them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hang on. Are they like the cheese puffs? Uh, yeah, but they're like crunchier, like nuggetier ones. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, they're, I don't know. They're definitely their own. It's kind of. <laughs> no, I actually don't really care about Cheetos anymore. I did when I, you know, whatever. But um, <laughs> but the point is that it's not about, like, that I – it's not a virtuous thing, right? It's not a moral judgment. It's more of, like, if I were to, you know, eat a bag of candy and then wake up in the morning and be like, oh, I don't feel great, right? I would still have compassion for myself, but I'm moving toward nourishing myself more right and I'm moving toward yeah like I eat real food regularly now I deserve nourishment yeah and in the past if that if I'd have been in that situation and you know and the the thought process is still there you know because it takes a long time to rewire this this like negative Mm self-talk you know treating ourselves badly it's you know oh well I now need to starve myself and skip a meal or I need to you know, tell myself that I'm greedy and, you know, all the nasty mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and do punishing exercise and blah, 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 mm-hmm. right? It's just not, we, 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 yeah, we need to acknowledge, okay, yeah, but yeah, you are. And actually maybe you are hungry. Yeah, totally, right? And so for me, it's like that, that goes back to the self-awareness and moving toward and getting more curious about it and releasing judgment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And then there's asking for forgiveness. And as I mentioned, it doesn't necessarily, she said from your higher power, if I guess if that's your belief system. Um, I think I actually did do some of that at the beginning. Um, and then it moved into just kind of generally putting out there. So, you know, I'll, we'll talk about those um, affirmations that I used in a little bit. But, um, but the process of asking for me, it didn't really matter what I was asking, whether it's myself, my higher power, the, the universe, yeah. but it was more about acknowledging that I deserve it now or that I can even ask for it, yeah. right? I don't know. Anyway, what are your thoughts on this one? I, I, I have to admit, I cringe a little bit at the use of higher power mm-hmm. um, because I know that's not the truth or, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, I know you have said that, um, but and initially I too asked for forgiveness from my higher power because we both you know, go through a 12-step process, mm-hmm. and that's the way it works. Um, but as I've evolved in my recovery, you know, I like to to ask for help, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sometimes, you know, sit, part of my meditation involves sitting and listening quietly and, and sort of having a relationship with my higher self, like, mm. you know, and that might look like your paramour, so it's about your inner mental. Oh my gosh, Terramore. I, uh, <laughs> I'm going to put her in the show notes for sure. She's amazing. And, you know, she talks about having this relationship with it. She just, she has a whole meditation around it, which is amazing. And, um, Let's I'm give always, her a bell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always kind of surprised when I go through these things. Mine's called Beth. Mm. And, 
you know, if I'm really struggling with something, I'll sit and I'll meditate, and the English person inside me is dying right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I will just say, you know, what what does my higher self think about this? Mm. That's it. Like, it, you know, because she's older, mm-hmm. wiser, and, you know, uh, it really gives me some perspective. What has the process of self-forgiveness looked like for you, or what would you... Um, share with people. You, you talked about Tara Moore and her being incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's incredible. I, what would I encourage other people? I would just, you know, I would acknowledge that. Uh, I would encourage other people to acknowledge, you know, the same process that we've just talked about, right? Their humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. appreciate what your body is meant to do for you. And, you know, the things that you do feel relaxing really hard, you mm-hmm. know. I think what's really helped me in forgiveness is to imagine that, you know, my body is a small child, mm, mm-hmm. you know, and that I'm parenting my mm. child, and how would I treat the child in that situation? And, um, you know, that really helps to be, to be more compassionate in my forgiveness of myself. Mm. And, uh, so I would encourage people to, to think about, think about that. Yeah, beautiful. I like that. Um... <sighs> Yeah, so for me, I would say, you know, definitely reading all things Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah Blondin, I love Sarah Blondin for forgiveness oh, yeah. and self-acceptance. She's just incredible. And um, and then I used a couple of affirmations. Well, one is the Ho'oponopono prayer. Um, a Ho'oponopono prayer. Um, say that again. <laughs> Ho'oponopono prayer. <laughs> uh, it'll be in the show notes. So, and, um, you know, and that one is... I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me and thank you. Aww. And so I had that on my bathroom mirror for a long time and I would just, you know, say it to myself multiple times a day. And um, you know, it was really it's a really incredible story actually. It's the story about this doctor who worked at a, you know, like a psych, like a mental health institution and, you know, it was a long time ago and it was really awful back then and this building was just terrible like the the paint would always peel off there was always like black mold just awful um all of the you know inmates or um actually it might have even been a prison I, I don't know exactly what it was classified as but all of the people there were just violent with the staff they would always like hit people and they were just you know terrible it was awful and he would come into work every day and lock himself in his office with the charts of the patients. And, you know, he would just go in there for hours and hours and hours and nobody knew what he was doing. He was kind of newly appointed. And, um, but slowly things started to get better. And, you know, the, the patients or the inmates, whatever they were, they started to be less aggressive. The building started to warm up and, like, you know, just look better. And anyway, it was this whole idea of this whole energy shift of this place. And finally, somebody asked him, you know, what have you been doing? And he said, you know, I pray over these charts for my for my participation in creating a, a situation or an environment in which these people, these our patients, could become what they become and be so miserable. And anyway, it was ju- it's just an incredible... Wow. Yeah, it's so incredible and so powerful. So the idea that, like, I've – whatever I've done to kind of create this, like, hostile environment within my body or this self-loathing or whatever harm I've caused or however I've contributed to, um, you know, things in our our 
culture in our community that I don't, um, you know, that I, I think are harmful, it, it kind of helps me to, you know, take a responsibility and also just acknowledge the pain in all of that and ask for forgiveness for that. And uh, again, it's not too a specific thing for me, you know, it's kind of just putting it out there to the universe or, or asking myself for that forgiveness and acknowledging also that I love, I do love myself and that I do love other people or, you know, so I, I've used it in a number of situations. Um, I used it, oh, this is gonna make me cry. Uh, my daughter, um, one of her cheer teammates committed suicide. And it was so sad because she was such a bright, you know, beautiful young girl. And, you know, of course, she has no idea what she had no idea what, what could change for her in the world. But she was obviously in so much pain that that felt like the only solution. And so when I was grieving for her, I used that. And um, it felt like the only thing I could really do. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I did not expect to cry today. But, yeah, but um, uh, so tragic. And it's so sad that our culture, you know, that we've, that we have an environment where people sometimes feel that that's the only way out, you know. Yeah, because I think we, you know, not only like have a lack of grace and forgiveness for life, but just think other people are like so broken, mm -hmm. you know. Which we're going to be talking about on the next yeah. episode. <laughs> you know, I um, did some work once with um, a woman called Nadia in um, the Bay Area, and she runs an organization called Teens Talk. the foster care provided in high school children because of the high level of exploitation mm -hmm. and um, you know they were having fun having sex with the mm. so she created a care arrival organization for teens run by teens oh how incredible I must ring a bell for her yeah to support to support everyone yeah Nadia she she just like I, I will never forget her mm -hmm. uh, and she's still running the organization now uh. even though she's been stepped to Wow, uh, we'll definitely put a link in the show notes. Yeah, she's mm -hmm. amazing. So I think, I think it's very important that we, um, you know, we acknowledge everything that we do for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the pain. I think, I think the pain is a piece of that. It's actually really beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. But it's it is so, um, you know, we we we're so we're kind of encouraged to just push through, ignore it, move, you know, and move away from pain that I think when we slow down and we can acknowledge that and take responsibility and in, in, in a way that's really compassionate, I think that's so helpful and so important. Um, and I, I did want to just talk about one other affirmation that I used, and this was adapted maybe from Brene Brown. I cannot find it, um, but this is something I adapted from someone else's work. Um, and so I would just say the person I was in the moment, in that moment in time, did the best that I could with the skills that I had. And forgiveness is a gift that I give myself today. And so it's kind of acknowledging, because people used to say, like, oh, you did your best. And I'd be like, that was not my best. Yeah. <laughs> like, because nope. Because we know what we think we can do. Yeah, I could right? do better, right? And so I have to, I had to start thinking about it. And this was kind of about, like, the self-awareness and body attunement and all of that. But this idea of, like, you know, we only have so much capacity every day right and so and that that it fluctuates mm -hmm. and the skills that we have in that moment right so if somebody yeah. um you know rushes at you or something you might feel startled and then you know you might say something like you know 
get the fuck away or something, yeah. right? And it might turn out that it's just I like, uh, right? Yeah, like, but it might just be like a person who's like, so you know, you might be startled, right? And so yeah. your capacity for the skills that you have in that moment are different yeah, than if you're not startled. You could be really tired. You could have been up all night with your coffee, having diarrhea. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's so many things, right? Or maybe your car broke down on your way to work, and then you're late, and then your shoes yeah. get wet, and then you, right? And then so you're having a bad day, and then somebody comes in and says something that you view as critical, right? And you might snap at them or whatever it is, right? And also you know a skill that maybe you've developed like the skills I had when I was 19 like very different than the skills I have now right and so um so it kind of acknowledges like our our maturity and our growth over time but it also acknowledges that in that moment you know depending on what else you had going on in your life you know maybe you have someone dying maybe you have you know um maybe you're just having some pain right or maybe three people that day asked you why you know why you wear that color or something and you're like and then i wonder if this this increases our capacity for empathy right Mm. and to be able to forgive others oh beautiful you know Mm -hmm. i often will People in general, you know, people can become really annoying to me. And, you know, the the more work that I do on myself and the more compassion I have with myself, the more I'm able to recognize that I don't know what that, what happened to that person on that day, Mm -hmm. you know, so maybe calling the police or police and complaining that my mail (laughs) came (laughs) on the ground for three days running when I lived in my door. I don't know what's happened to that person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or the person that cuts me off at the light. You know, all those yeah. kinds of things, right? Yeah, totally. I think you're right that doing self-forgiveness work does increase our our capacity for empathy and actually increases our ability to connect with other people. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they definitely feel like mine mine has increased significantly since I've done this work and um, as I continue to do it. Yeah. So... All right. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We hope that this episode has really been encouraging and supports you in knowing that you are valuable and worthy of respect and you deserve self-forgiveness. And hopefully it will help provide some ideas about where to, you know, how to, how to start approaching it. All right. And again, you know, if you need support, please, 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 please get support. If you're in pain, you know, if you're struggling with these things, um, And, you know, certainly we've mentioned suicide, you know, if that was triggering for you, if you are feeling suicidal at all, um, we'll include the suicide hotline number in the show notes. Thank you for listening to Breaking Free Podcast, your recovery, your way. Email us at hello at breakingfreerecovery.com or join our Facebook group, Breaking Free Community.